नॉट एन ईजी सिटी टू लव मुंबई फ्लड्स अमी मुंबई कर स्टोरी बाय रम्या पांड्यन प्यार हुआ इकरार हुआ है प्यार से फिर क्यों डरता है दिल कहता है दिल रास्ता मुश्किल मालूम नहीं है कहाँ मंजिल कहता है दिल रास्ता मुश्किल मालूम नहीं है कहाँ मंजिल Mumbai is not an easy place to love caught as we are in an identity dichotomy between tropical languor and trading port fervor mumbai demands much promises nothing we chip ourselves away tuck away our stray bits and compartmentalize our big feelings and voices so we can carry on through to the next day until it spills out because like the island we are linear but not straight lines a grim collaboration that outsiders misunderstand and dub mumbai spirit no mumbai isn't easy to understand or love i came to my love with pain 25 and raised on bitter nostalgia for other places by migrant parents quarter century and buying into the historical poetry of delhi the cautious progressiveness of tamil nadu and the flamboyant bhasha intellect of calcutta unassuming struggling dirty little mumbai never stood a chance in the dreams of a 25 year old with a brand new degree and a life full of glitzy options i was enamored by beautiful bangalore tempted by greedy gurgaon London, Bangkok, New York, Singapore, Dubai and Sydney wooed me in the global economy. Bondi Beach outshone Juhu. Brooklyn Bridge rolled off the tongue easier than Mahim Causeway. But Mumbai had a job for me. Wedged into the aging district of defunct textile mills, it was a gritty stepping stone to loftier places. so i braved the harrowing commute and grim realities of the city every day a month later i found myself trudging through muddy water rain seeping into my collar mumbai's unforgiving monsoon was already exacting its toll wreaking havoc on skin hair spirits health and mood it was already 8:30 am a time when the city would already be ripe and alive many hours but for the time of the year bogged down by grey skies and heavy moisture mumbaikers know that work is balm for all things that hurt a distraction from the desperate struggle for time and space so i only notice the rain still pelting on the office windows at lunch hour my colleagues and i assess the foul weather by the debris pooling around our feet 2 inches said one लगता है आज भयानक बारिश है सेड एन अदर वी लाफ्ट राइली स्लाइली एट द वन हु हैड बीन हमिंग प्यार हुआ इकरार हुआ है इन होप्स ऑफ अट्रैक्टिंग अ रेनी डे गर्लफ्रेंड 3:30 पीएम और योन आर टू अर्ली फॉर चाय स्पिरिट्स स्टिल डैम्प फ्रॉम द वेदर वी वर टोल्ड दैट वी कुड लीव आई गॉट अ कैब विद अ कलीग वन दैट आई वाजंट फ्रेंड्स विद बट हु लिव्ड इन द जनरल विसिनिटी ऑफ माय होम In 
There were no smartphones, social networks or e-books. We sat in silence just like we did at work, an unfriendly but peaceable sharing of space, watching the torrent lash our windows. That's very Mumbai. Finally, he said, we are not going to get anywhere in this. I'm getting down. My watch showed that an hour had passed. We had only moved one signal. How are we going to go then? I asked shakily. We walk, he said, and got down. Getting wet on the way home isn't as annoying as when going to work. It's not the damp that bothers me anyway. An island city can easily become one large pool when the puddles, potholes and gutters unite and the roads remain just memories. Main na rahongi, tum na rahoge, phir bhi rahengi nishaniya. A huge overhanging wire snapped next to me. Dadar is the center of Mumbai's people and power fulcrum. He wasn't looking at me, but his hand reached up in front of my nose. I took it and stepped across another bumpy track. Who knew just how uneven the city was? To really know a city, you have to experience it underfoot. At some point, the island turned to sea beneath us. Wading is a word used for when you're enjoying waves at your ankles on a pristine beach. Personal space dissolves in rain, in trains, but it's quickly reclaimed when we get down. Apparently, the rain of 26 July 2005 dissolved those two. The water began dipping below our ankles when we climbed the Dadar flyover. Stemming up next to pavement dwellers huddled under blue plastic sheets, we peeped over the overbridge. My heart sank. Darta hedil. Bohat darta hedil. Let's go. So we stumbled, sloshed in formal shoes full of gutter water, our leather satchels made heavier by the rain. At the foot of the bridge, the market was open, shopkeepers watching Mumbai moving even as water replaced land. One of them had a table laid out with cutting chai cups and was handing them out to passers-by. You're free! I took out my brand new Nokia 1100 and tried my parents' number again. The call won't go through. Water, water everywhere and not a drop to drink. You're always thirsty on a tropical island because it's so hot and salt water is not portable. We reached Mahim Causeway, the link between two of the islands that make this city. I spotted an auto rickshaw. Just then my phone rang. Yes! My aunt's voice tuned back in and I stopped. My brain immediately went into emergency protocol. Freeze. Take stock. Decide. Go. Auntie, I'm fine. I'm walking. I'm not alone. I can't reach my parents. Call them. Tell them I'm okay. And then the line went dead. I'd learn later in a future that I didn't think I'd live to see that phone calls within and to the city had jammed and stopped. This might have been one of the last calls to go through before maximum city went into zero connectivity. I was standing on the national highway where two arterial roads merge and become one link to the next island. Except it was only water as far as the eye could see. It was a moment of absolute aloneness. Another first in Mumbai. No one was coming to rescue me. Even the ubiquitous public transport had failed me. I was all alone.
मालूम नहीं कहाँ है मंजिल ओके लेट्स जस्ट टेक द हाईवे देन सेट अ ब्रस्क वॉइस एट माई एल्बो वी वॉकड आउट इन टू अ ड्रेंच ट्रेन विदाउट स्ट्रीट लाइट्स आई रियलाइज द हाईवे स्लोप्स एंड इज बॉर्डर्ड बाई अ डीप गटर ऑन ईच साइड वी वुड बी स्वेप्ट ऑफ आर फीट इफ यू एनी वेयर नियर इट अ न्यूली बिल्ड डिवाइडर हैड बीन एन अगली वॉल बिटवीन बोथ साइड्स दैट डे इट वॉज आर लाइफ लाइन एज वी स्क्रैम्बल्ड अ टॉप इट फाइंडिंग द वॉटर एट थाईलैंथ पीपल ऑन डिवाइडर्स वर यूजली बेगर्स स्ट्रीट अर्चन्स एंड सच टूडे आई वॉज वन ऑफ दैम बट ट्वाईलाइट एंड वॉटर वॉश अवे सोशल डिफ्रेंसिस एंड ब्लर योर सैनिटी आई वंडर वॉट दैट इज सेड एस माई कलीग पॉइंटिंग टू अ क्लॉथ कलर्ड लंप ऑन द डिवाइडर आई सेड मे बी इट्स अ डेड बॉडी ही गेव यू अ लुक ऑफ इक्वल पार्ट्स हेटरेड एंड वंडर कैन यू बी पॉजिटिव फॉर वन मिनट इट लुक्स टू स्मॉल फॉर अ बॉडी एनी वे मे बी इट्स हाफ अ डेड बॉडी आई सेड ग्रेटली चेयर्ड अप बाई हिज अनोयंस आई नोटिस दैट ही गेव द लंप अ वाइड बर्थ एज ही पास्ट आई नजड इट विद माई थाई एज आई वॉकड बाई इट वॉज जस्ट समबडी स्टफ सिंस आई कुंट काउंट ट्रेन स्टेशन्स I counted signals in a bit to feel like this was just another commute home. The divider human traffic ran into a gridlock, so we got back down onto the highway, water waist deep. It was pitch dark and the water was black and full of floating debris. I swiveled around as something bumped into my hip. It was large, several feet long and bobbed firmly. Oh god, oh god, oh god, I swayed and gasped. Yes, grab my shoulders before I unbalanced. With a grin I couldn't miss even in the darkness, he said, "It's not a dead body. It's a bike seat come loose." It was raining too hard for me to cry. There was too much water, too high for me to hug him, slap him, do anything but keep walking. I saw the Asian Paints building on the east horizon. Chinchpokli to Santa Cruz. Had I really walked that entire distance in waist-deep water? Almost immediately, I walked into a human chain. It was so dark and the rain so loud. I hadn't even known that they were there until I felt clasped hands against my stomach. A shoot. आगे बहुत करंट है. You can't go ahead. Through the maze-like daily commute, Mumbai had never heaped so many devastations on me. Past delirious now, I began arguing with the people in the chain. I'm a good swimmer. I've walked all this way. I'll just swim the rest of the way. Home is so close; it's closer now than my office. I am not going back. I was all but ready to dive under the black water. Yes, tap my shoulder gently. Let it be. It's too dangerous. Come. we'll find another way i didn't know he had a gentle bone in his body there was nothing else to be done in a daze in the darkness we moved over gutters through winding service streets past shanties huts slums and then my foot gave way it was excruciating it was just a cramp but in that moment defeat crushed me to the ground i wanted to sink down and die enough mumbai enough I'm done. I sat down where I was on some slum doorstep and told us, "You go ahead. I can't move." Then I closed my eyes into sweet oblivion. When I opened them again, 
I didn't know how much time had passed. To my frustration, I was still alive and awake. To my disgust, it was still wet everywhere. To my annoyance, S was still standing there. He looked at me calmly and said, "I'll wait. I'm not going anywhere without you." I wish he had not done that. It was so much easier to dislike him. It would have been so much easier to give up. Why Mumbai? Why can't you just let me go in peace after you've taken it all away? Slowly, ever so slowly, the pain ebbed. The noise faded into a dull background the way most noises in the city do. I stood up. We made it to SV Road, then Linking Road. We were not going to try for home. Instead, we were going to my friend's home in Santa Cruz. The bright shops were ghostly dark. At least I knew where we were now. I had walked these lanes hundreds of times before. My friend's home was off SV Road. I realized it sloped downwards when I entered it. With every step, the water rose, but I couldn't show uncertainty. I was leading S, and he had led me out of Chinchpokli, then Dadar, and stayed with me when I gave up. I shrugged off thoughts of the train that didn't run, the auto wala who sped away. the people in the cars who wouldn't offer help i could not afford to dwell on that i would realize later that this is what outsiders call mumbai spirit my friends home that was the only thing i was able to focus on and i did it was the last building at the end of the lane behind me i could hear elsa's steps slowing his hand in mine tightening ramya came his voice quavering in the darkest of darkness I can't swim. This is too high. I turned. The water was up to his neck. I couldn't see his face, but I could hear his panic. Please, S, it's just two buildings more. I promise. Hold your breath. I will pull you if it gets higher. I'm a good swimmer. I'll get you out of here. I promise. No, he said flatly in a tone I recognized from myself. Minutes ago, hours ago, centuries ago. When had I become the leader of this mad race to survive? I racked my brain. Could I get to my friend's building alone and return with help? S's hand was still in mine. I knew he wouldn't drown, but he had stayed with me when I gave up. I couldn't do that to him. The terror of not knowing how to swim and being stranded in dark water alone? No. I would never do that to anybody. But what? What? What to do? I briefly considered knocking him out so I could tow him in the water. I gave up the idea because I didn't have anything big enough to hit him with. Please S, I promise this is the third building, they are in the first building. It's right there. I know it. You'd be able to see it if it was daytime. No, they all look the same and I can't see a thing. No, no, no. My heart sank for the 100th time. Now what? God, Mumba Devi Raj Kapoor Mumbai what A bolt of lightning flashed in my mind My friend's family had lived in the last building of the lane for 20 years They'd shifted out 2 months earlier to Khatao house We were standing right outside its gates Yes we don't have to go anywhere we are here this is it I yelped in joy Then why did you say it was further he asked in a hollow haunted voice i think he really believed i wanted to murder him 
maybe not that far-fetched. I did consider knocking him out after all, not two minutes earlier. I laughed and if it hadn't been for the water, I would have hugged him. You wait here, you can see me, I'm going to open the gate and come back for you. I kept my voice light and talking so he wouldn't panic as I let go of his hand and began wading. I remembered there was a deep gutter running outside the building. Miraculously, I stepped onto the narrow tile ledge connecting the building to the lane. But the gate wouldn't budge. Ugh, now what? I wasn't going to give up having gotten this far. I looked up trying to assess if I could climb it. Unfortunately, it was the heavy, fancy, wrought iron type with vertical bars and no horizontal ones for me to step on. Inside the compound, sitting on top of a car, I spotted the watchman. Andarane dona, please, mere uncle rehte hain yaha pe, please, please. I began pleading, assuming that he had locked the gates to shut out any riffraff. Tala nahi laga hai, bas latch hai, aap hi khol do, he said. Oh, next challenge. The latch was sunk underwater. I would have to put my hand into the black water just above the gutter. Funny, isn't it? The thoughts that come to you after having spent six hours walking in the same water and getting ready to die in it. That was the first time I thought about worms and water snakes that day. But I took a deep breath. I put my hand in and unlatched the gate. I even remembered to go back for S who, thank heavens, was still alive. I had a roof over my head that night, hot food and drinking water, dry clothes, even a bed to sleep on in the safety of my friend's place. When I woke up, S had left already, bringing an abrupt end to a rare evening of closeness. We never spoke about it again. I still hadn't been able to reach my parents. But everything looks possible after the rain. I left alone in the early evening sun the next day. The rain had ceased and the lane was a serene, unbroken sheet of water. It was down to my knees. I didn't mind getting my clothes wet again somehow. On Linking Road, a family was distributing bottles of drinking water. I got into a BST bus. The lady next to me asked if I had eaten any food. And without waiting for an answer, she unpacked what turned out to be cold vada pav. They had spent the night in the bus. I was the only new passenger. Office se nikalne se pehle canteen mein jo bhi tha hum sab leke aa gaye. Vada pav khayenge aap? Outside Mithibai College, my fashionable alma mater, youngsters in shorts stood knee deep mucking out gutters and helping people cross. I got home at 6.30 p.m. on Wednesday having left at 8 a.m. on Tuesday. I'd never stayed out overnight. I'd never seen rain like this. No one had for 100 years. But what I saw of the city, its people and its dramatic turns of fortune made me a believer. I can never truly call myself an atheist. Because on that day, that was a once in a century life-injuring calamity. Mumbai took care of me. It carried me in the voice of a colleague I didn't even like. It held me in the hands of strangers forming a human chain. Directing traffic, brewing endless cups of tea, bringing news, sharing phones for as long as a connection would work. It showed me kindness and vada pavs, water and chai offered by strangers. I didn't have any friends or family with me along the way. But on 26 July 2005, sky and sea became one and everything else dissolved. 
the city beat as one mumbai devi held us up to the pouring rain and then set us right back into our maya nagari mumbai not an easy city to love but once it claims you you are hers forever pyar hua ikrar hua hai pyar se ab nahi darta hai dil